destination. Hopefully my son can throw better than a uh, backup wide receiver like Lamar Jackson. But apparently Dak can float your boat. I don't know. I just think that's funny. He's tall, he's handsome, and he's good at football. I'm talking about Josh Allen. Minus two for saying that you were a... Titans uh, fan there for a second. Uh, I'm not a fan. Two on that. Mine's two. You need to buy him a Whopper and watch him eat it on the podcast. <laughs> welcome, America. Okay, welcome back. It is Destination Football's Week 3 DFS Prop Bet episode. My brother Rob is back with us again, our resident better. What's going on, man? How's everybody doing today? All right, ready to blow some money. We're going to start <laughs> it off again with best bets. We got prop bets. We have BFS, and we are now doing a Sunday-only lineup since uh, we noticed that prop bets are kind of hard to come by on a Wednesday. So we have moved it back. And now uh, since the show won't come out until after Thursday, we thought, well, Thursday only matchup doesn't really make too much sense. So we moved it to Sunday night football. Let's start it off with the best bets. Give us your three games and your upset. So I am taking favorites this week for my best bets. I am going to take the Chiefs minus six and a half versus the Colts. And then I am also going to take the Eagles at minus six and a half versus the Commanders. And we're going to finish it off with the Bengals in a bounce back game versus the Jets at six and a half. And my upset of the week is going to be the red-hot Detroit Lions going into Minnesota and beating them outright. They're they're six-point favorite, uh, underdogs rather, and I'm going to take them to beat them outright. Yeah, why the hell not? I just noticed my my video wasn't on. There you are. By the way, I I used a filter. Do I look more handsome? You look beautiful, let me tell you. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, I assume what you meant by commanders was Commodores. I just want to clear that up. Just want to make sure. I like calling the commanders. I, I believe there should be an N in there. It is the Commodores. I know. I just – it says commanders. It's commanders, bro. But on this podcast, they're the Commodores. Didn't mean to confuse you. I know they can't see the face, but this face – yeah, well, I mean, it definitely. I mean, we don't recognize the Manders on this show. We we thought it was the corniest name of all time, and Commodores is better. All right, Commodores, it is Commodore. All right. Anyway, yeah, the, I mean, the Chiefs and the, the Colts look absolutely terrible, and the Chiefs should, for all intents and purposes, steamroll them. But the way twenty twenty two has gone so far, the Colts will fuck around and beat them. I'm sure. But that is a a, a logical bet for sure. Uh, Eagles are playing fantastic. Bengals look they're due for a win, that's for sure. I've been hearing a lot of a lot of outlets calling for a Jets win this week. I'm expecting a bounce back game from the Bengals. And the Jets, let's face it, was still down 13 points with a minute and 15 seconds to go. It's miraculous they won, but it's not like they played well against the Browns. Yeah, you know what I was thinking? The Browns should be three and zero right now, and they don't even have Deshaun Watson yet. 
I I know. That's crazy. Anyway, right. uh, they they did lose that game, however, and that Lions man. I am such a huge Lions fan. Like it started last year with the Jared, like late in the season, the Jared Goff, Almond Ross, St. Brown explosion, where I was like, I really like this team. And then like, I didn't even watch hard knocks. I was just happy. Everyone else was talking about the Lions. And now I legitimately, I would, if, if I'm 30 years old, you know, it's kind of weird to have a second favorite team when you're 30. But if I were to have one, it's definitely the Detroit Lions. I, I feel like everyone's rooting for the Lions at this point. They look like they have a, a decent team this year. And, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind seeing the Lions dude make some noise. It's about time. You know? Yeah, for sure. I love the coach. Dan Campbell's the man. Uh, Jamal Williams is the best interview in the NFL. When Jared Goff <laughs> is having fun, he's legitimately a good quarterback. You can see and- that. And when when Jared Goff, you got to remember, he was an MVP candidate almost two years ago, took the Rams to a Super Bowl. You know, I know this last year in St. Uh, Los Angeles wasn't that great, nor was last year in Detroit. But when he's on, he could be a D, he could be a top ten quarterback in the league. And uh, you know what, Amon Ross St. Brown looks like really good. Jamison Williams coming back mid season. You know, TJ Hawkinson can turn it off. DeAndre Swift is phenomenal if he can stay healthy. Uh, Detroit's got a real good offense. I like it a lot. Absolutely. We'll, We'll see if their defense can hold up a little bit. All right, let's move on to our random prop bets discussion. First prop bet I got for you this week. Are we expecting a bounce back right here? Jonathan Taylor, 104.5. That sounds real high. Total yards against Kansas City. I do think it's real high. I don't know if I would take the rushing yards because the rushing yards was at like 75 or something like that. But with them having to score as much as they're going to need to to even be in this game, I could see 105 yards total between rushing and passing. So I'm taking the over on that one. I would really like them to throw the ball to Jonathan Taylor. They just have it. That's what concerns me. Um on the streamers on on earlier earlier this week's episode, my streamer of the week is Naheem Hines because they don't throw the ball to Jonathan Taylor, and they do throw it to him. So that is that is a concern for me. Uh, obviously, Jonathan Taylor could go for a seventy yard play at any moment. I that's one thing I don't understand. Like they lost last week to the Jaguars. They got shut out by the Jaguars. Their best player touched the ball ten times. It doesn't make sense to me. I understand being down and you want to throw it. You don't want to run it as much, but why not throw it to your best player? And that's the thing, especially with your best wide out was out. Michael Pittman was out. Why not give it to your running back at that point? doesn't make sense to me. Anyway, we're taking the over there on Jonathan Taylor. Mm -hmm. All right. I don't have a problem with that. Jared Goff, two and a half touchdown passes. Let it fly. 35 points per game. He threw three last week. A let it fly against Minnesota, who looked abysmal on Monday night. And, yes, I am going to go take the over on that as well. Do you know DeAndre Swift's status right now? I do not know it right now. I know he was questionable. Well, I can tell you what. If he's not going to play, I would absolutely hammer that two and a half. Or Otherwise, the Lions are getting blown out in that game. All right. He doesn't he does have a questionable tag still. That's what I thought. I think he has an ankle or something like that. Yeah. All right. 
Jeff Wilson Jr., 55 and a half rushing yards. I'm going to take the over on this. Uh, David Price is not playing this week. He's out. I just realized that Marlon Mack is a 49er. Did not know that. Yeah. But I think Jeff – yeah, I think Jeff Wilson is going to take the majority of the carries. This is going to be a drag-it-out kind of football game. And I think 55 and a half is an easy target for Jeff Wilson this week. All right, yeah, I was a little disappointed that Ty Davis-Price turned up on the injury report this week. Uh, he's a guy that I drafted in the third round of my Dynasty League, and I was super excited. I had a good feeling, and then I got 14 carries last week. I know he was very inefficient, but I was very excited about the 14 carries, and they turned up injured this week, and I was, oh, what a shot. But do you think there's any chance of Jordan Mason, rookie undrafted, rookie uh, getting some play this week? So they they do plug in running backs a lot. Um I do think he plays. I don't know how much he's going to play because I haven't. He didn't get the ball a lot last week, so I don't. I don't know what's going on there. I would trust Jeff Wilson, and that's pretty much it at this point. Fair enough. Probably Debo Samuel getting some more touches. Hopefully, anyway. Okay, Stefan Diggs, seventy-eight and a half receiving yards. Over. Um. Buffalo is going to score about 45 points. I think he's going to get his. There's going to be a lot of points in that game. I'm taking the over on everything. Over. Uh, very interesting because that over-under is 65 and a half, I think, is what I saw it at. And that is astronomical. That's very high. I, I'm looking at a 45-24 game. I still I think it's going to be a blowout. I just think there's going to be a lot of points with it. Okay, so here's my take on that game. I would also go over with, with Stefan Diggs here at 78 and a half. Uh, I think Stefan Diggs is the best player in fantasy football right now. I think he is a – he was like right, – through two weeks, he's the Jonathan Taylor of last year. If Jonathan Taylor was on your team, you were probably winning more often than not. And this year, so far, that's Stefan Diggs. He is absolutely dominating. I think he's going to dominate again this week. However, I have a, a bit of a hot take that there's not going to be as many points in that game as we might be expecting. I got like a 24-21 type game. Oh, yeah. Uh, just that, that was my bold prediction the other day was that I, I basically what I said was there was going to be more points in the Eagles-Commodores game than the Bills and the Dolphins because I thought the Bills and Dolphins were going to go like 24-21, 27-21, something like that. I just have a feeling the way those offenses are clicking and everybody's going to be taking the over that's just going to – two offenses kind of just falter at the same time, basically. Like, still play well, but just, like, things like not picking up third downs they normally pick up, that type of shit. Right. Uh, and the Bills' defense is really good. All right, DJ Moore had an identical stat line through the first two weeks. He had three catches on six targets for 43 yards in both games. And as you know, DJ Moore has a habit of having very similar stats year over year. DJ Moore, 53 and a half receiving yards. Until Baker Mayfield can show me he's a quarterback, I am not trusting anything down there. Um, six catches, three catches on six targets for 43 yards. That sounds about right. Yeah. He might get a touchdown this week, but I at 53 and a half, I'm going to go under on that. I haven't had a chance to talk about the Panthers situation yet this week, and this is a good opportunity to throw this out there. If the Panthers don't have a good showing today, Matt Rule, I mean, this weekend, Matt Rule will be fired. I can 
I can smell blood in the water. And if it's not this week, let's say they play well, but they lose. They will lose this week, next week, and the week after three in a row at home. And Matt Rule is gone. Well, he was, I think it's water. he was in hot water last year. And it hasn't gotten any better. And he brought in somebody who said he could lead this team as a quarterback, and he hasn't. And if you look at Cleveland right now, who's actually playing well, minus a fluke loss, I mean, yeah, Baker Mayfield is not who he said he was. Yeah, uh, Jacoby Brissett firing balls to David and Joe. Who I made a joke on uh, on my my league podcast the other day. I made a joke about somebody trading me for David and Joku because I got him at the end of my bench. One hour later, he's got nine for 101 and a touchdown. I was like, what just happened? I, I made that joke. Um, but anyway, yeah, Baker's not looking good in the Browns. The Browns are looking good, so I'm very curious. I'm actually wondering, let's say the Browns are seven and three when Deshaun Watson's coming back from suspension. Do they switch? I think so. I I personally wouldn't, but I think they would. I I don't know how you can sit there and say if you're winning and Jacoby Brissett's playing good because he's not playing great. He's playing good. He's playing very efficiently. But knowing the Browns, it's the Browns. Of course they will. True, very true. I hope they do for the sake of my fantasy football season. I really hope they do. But regardless. We're going to find out. It's a very interesting storyline. There's also the storyline of the game he comes back being at Houston. That's always going to be fun. All right, let's move on to DFS. All right, we are talking week three DFS. We are on the main slate. That is our focus right now. And let's start at the quarterback position. Uh, let's hear some quarterbacks you are enjoying having on your rosters this week. So... The top quarterback this week is the top play, Josh Allen, sitting there at $9,000 on FanDuel. Like I said, I think that's going to be a 45-24 game. I think they're going to light it up. And I think Josh Allen's going to have a field day against the Miami defense that has given up a lot of points. So they might be winning, but they gave up a lot of points last week. I expect more of the same this week. Okay, fair enough. Uh I I I'm ex- I know you already said about you think Detroit's going to beat Minnesota this week. I have a differing opinion that I think Minnesota's going to have a big bounce back week this week. I'm not I'm not putting down Detroit. I think they're going to put up their points, but I have a feeling Minnesota's going to explode this week, and I think Kirk Cousins is going to have a lot to do with that. I like him at seven point six, and I wrote down here, and I'm going to read this exact quote. I feel like you can count on 25 from Jalen Hurts right now against anybody. So for $8,100 for him, sounds like a fine play just about any week. Jalen Hurts is pretty awesome right now. Yeah, the way he he's running the football, he's throwing well. Jalen Hurts at 8.1 isn't bad. Um, I have Jarrett Goff sitting at 7.1, who against Minnesota, like I said, I think the Lions are going to, win that game and I think Jared Goff's going to be a big factor in that and my other guy is going to be Trevor Lawrence going out west into Los Angeles and 7,000 there's going to be a point scored in that game Trevor Lawrence has looked rather well this year and I like him this week for $7,000 I don't mind it at all I have this 
feeling, honestly, the Jaguars have done pretty bad. I think they're like three and fifteen on the West Coast or something like that all time or in the last ten years or something like that. Uh, it's not very good, but this is a prime time chance for the Jaguars to go out and prove that they belong. That that they are much improved, and I tell you what, with Justin Herbert being dinged up with a rib injury, it could be one. One hard tackle from a defense who is playing out of their minds at times. Um, I think they they lead the league in turnover differential through two weeks. They are they are really getting after the quarterback, especially they get one good hit on him and bounce him out of that game. I have a real good feeling about that. So I was this close, really really close to pulling the trigger and saying that was my upset of the week. I just couldn't do it, especially sitting here Friday, not really know what Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen are doing. But yeah. I think it's going to be a much closer game than people are expecting. And that's all I want. I don't even care if the Jags go out and lose. I just want them to have a good showing and prove that they belong there. You know what I mean? That, you know, this could be a playoff matchup at the end of the season. Absolutely. It, be. it really could be. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I like those plays. I don't mind those plays anyway. Uh, I want to throw out Mac Jones, who is a little bit cheaper, 6400 Not a guy I would typically play, but right now I'm targeting the Baltimore Ravens against the quarterback and the wide receiver. So I would love to start Mac Jones here as a, a potential guy who could throw four touchdowns. I'm not even like looking for a, a decent week to hold me over. I'm looking for this guy could legitimately give me 30 points this week against Baltimore. Yeah, um, I like Mac Jones against Baltimore just because Baltimore's defense against the pass has been god awful. And I don't expect that to change anytime soon. My low guy is going to be the lowest starting quarterback of the week in Geno Smith versus Atlanta. Um, I'm not expecting four touchdowns out of him, but for 6.3, I could see him getting two touchdowns with 200 yards. I'll take that for 6.3. Yeah, I actually have a good feeling about DK Metcalf this week, which is uh, it's different, but just like the usage of Tyler Lockett last week, it just feels like a big DK Metcalf week, and if Geno can get those long touchdowns to him, hell yeah. Great. All right, let's move on to the running backs on the main slate. Uh, I'm going to preface this by saying the most expensive guys until the first guy you have written down here, Dalvin Cook, which I'll let you talk about. I don't, I don't want any parts of it. Like, they could have 30 points this week. I don't want the risk at all. Um, they're all scaring me. Even Jonathan Taylor, which is especially against Kansas City for the same reasons I said earlier about them not throwing to him really scared off on pretty much the top five i i'm scared off too on everybody until we get to dalvin cook that was the first one i sat there and said all right i'm gonna put my money on him and dalvin cook versus the lions as much as we talk about the lions offense you already said if their defense can hold up and it hasn't really been that great on defense for the lions so i expect dalvin cook to also have a bounce back game and I expect him to run wild all over them. So that's going to be there, sitting there at 8.3 thousand. And then my other guy is going to be the Joe Mixon, the Bengals versus the Jets. Like I said, the Jets pulled off a miraculous win last week, but it's not like they played well before that. So I expect the Bengals to run all over the Jets, just like Nick Chubb did. He had three touchdowns against them last week. Joe Mixon is the same cut as Nick Chubb, 
So I expect him to do the same. Yeah. Well, I was just talking about this earlier in the week as well. Joe Mixon's getting the ball a whole lot. He's just not really being too efficient with it. And um, they, they really need him to. Obviously, the offensive line is not playing as well as it was expected to play. And that's unfortunate. But I uh, I was looking at the guys you wrote, wrote down, and they were all – like I was going through FanDuel, and I was like, yeah, I like that play this week. And I went and I looked at the outline, and you already had them written down. So I was like, okay, I don't got to add anything to this. That's fantastic. So, yep. Joe Mixon, tell us your tournament play. My tournament play is going to be Jordan Montgomery, 130 yards last week against the Green Bay Packers. David Montgomery. Jordan I knew what Montgomery. you meant. Dave, David Montgomery. I knew what you meant. Uh, 130, sorry, it's been a long day. Who's Jordan Montgomery, though? Is that a former, a former player? That is a name I recognize. Where is Jordan Montgomery from? Oh, he's a pitcher for the St. Louis Cardinals. There we go. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. David Montgomery, 130 yards against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, he had a very good game, and he's going up against Houston, the Houston Texans, who are very poor against the running game. So I expect him to have a good game. That would be my tournament play. That's my start of the week this week. I, my, my, my running back start of the week this week was David Montgomery. Uh, the Bears just don't give a crap about throwing the ball, apparently. So, Dare Montgomery should see it a lot. All right, we got a, yards passing. We got yeah, they've only threw they only threw it eleven times. They only throw it. They've only thrown it twenty eight times through two weeks. I, I don't know what's going on there. That's like every every NFL team in the league is by averaging twenty eight. Uh, the yeah. Jets have thrown it one hundred and two times. Right. Crazy. All right. Tell us your diamond plays this week. The cheap guys you are looking for in those big tournaments, maybe. So my cheap guys is going to be Mark Ingram versus the Panthers, 5.3K. Alvin, Alvin Kamara is still out. So I expect Mark Ingram to take the bulk of the carries. And with Jameis Winston hurt, I have a feeling they're going to run the ball a lot more. And then I am going to take Damian Pierce out of Houston, who is playing that Bears team. The Bears have given up a lot of point, a lot of yards on the ground. And Damian Pierce, I expect a break through game for Damian Pierce against the Bears on Sunday. Yeah, usage went way up for Damian Pierce in week two, which I was happy to see. They said they wanted to get him more touches, and they got him more touches, and he did well with them. I think he was four and a half a carry or something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, A guy I want to throw out there, and I'll probably throw him out there every week just because I watch him play every single play he's on the field. It's Travis Etienne, who is getting cheaper, and he is a big play waiting to happen. If you're looking for a, a guy who could score a long touchdown and boost your numbers, if you're not looking, you know, Damian Pierce might get 18 carries for 80 yards, but if you're looking to get that many points on one play, Travis Etienne has good a chance as anybody. He is very fast, very quick. He can make people miss. He's not getting the touches, which is why I don't like him in a, a regular fantasy football league. For a DFS tournament play, I love Travis Etienne get cheaper. Yeah, uh, he keeps getting the ball, and you know I don't trust it really because James Robinson's down there. I'm not sure, yeah, week to well, week what they're gonna do. But well, that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I would not want Travis Etienne on my regular fantasy football team, but if I was looking for a cheap dart throw. Someone who's probably only going to get seven, six, seven, eight touches a game, but could has the potential to score a fifty-yard touchdown. Travis Etienne has, you know, in that 
55k range, uh, uh, 5,500 range. Travis Etienne has good a chance to do that as as any of those guys. Absolutely. All right, let's kick it over to the wide receivers, and the expensive ones are super juicy this week. Let's hear about them. Yeah, Justin Jefferson, again, is going to be my top play for this week, 9.5K. I know that's a lot of money, but he's going to be worth it this week. I That's going to highest scoring game. Um, right underneath him is going to be Devontae Adams. I don't know what happened to Los Angeles in the second half. They just stopped targeting him for some reason beyond me. Well, Guess what? They didn't, they didn't score any points. So I think that's going to change again. I think Devontae Adams is going to get his touches yet again. So 8.7 is good for him. And then I'm going to go all the way to Philadelphia with A.J. Brown sitting there at 8,000. Um, he's getting the bulk of the receptions over in Philadelphia. We talked about Jalen Hurts already. He's slinging it. And I expect A.J. Brown to have a good game against the Commodores. Yeah, I wish I could. Uh, actually, I might be able to. But if I shared my screen with you, you could see my uh, main slate team. And my wide receivers are Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson, and A.J. Brown. I got all three of them into my lineup. Great minds. So hopefully that hits. <laughs> hopefully that hits. Definitely. Uh, I agree with all three of those. Hit us with your your uh, mid-level tournament plays here. So my mid-level tournament plays, uh, Darrell Mooney. I, Chicago's got to throw the ball eventually, right? He's really the only guy who's going to catch the ball there. So, you know, 6.3K, I'll take a flyer on that. Uh, my big tournament play is going to be Adam Thielen. I know Justin Jefferson is going to get his touches, but Adam Thielen's got to start getting going for the Minnesota Vikings. That's when they're the most efficient is when Justin Jeff, uh, Adam Thielen gets his touches, and I expect that to happen this week. So he's sitting there at 6,000. Yeah, I like the Thielen call for the reasons I said earlier about Minnesota having a big week this week. Uh, do you know that you and I both had more receiving yards than Darnell Mooney last week? With zero? Or is he uh, in the negatives? He had negative four, yeah. I remember the one time uh, I had more rushing yards for a season than Reggie Bush. Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, it, it feels good to know that I do have more receiving yards this year than uh, – we have more receiving yards than Ezekiel Elliott does on the season. Yes. I, um, feel I have a question for you, actually, since we're on the topic, and I was kind of getting laughed off of Destination Football the other day. All right. Tell us your diamonds in the rough <laughs> this week at wide receiver. So Tampa Bay is running out of wide receivers right now. Mike Evans suspended, you know. So I'm going to go with Russell Gage sitting there at 5.7, 5.7K. Um, he's going to see the field a lot this week. So I'm going to go with Russell Gage. I would also take Scotty Miller. I did not look up how much he costs, but Scotty Miller is going to get his touches as well. Yeah. And then <laughs> – Drake London's still sitting at 6.2. He had his breakout game last week. Um, I expect the same going into Seattle. I expect him to start getting more touches. So 6.2 for Drake London. That's going to be my diamond in the rough. Well, you know what I don't understand about Atlanta is why aren't they throwing it to Kyle Pitts? It, I don't know. It doesn't make any freaking sense. 
I don't know. Um, but anyway, yeah, Drake London has played much better than I expected him to, playing with Marcus Mariota, who's actually – I'm going to say he's better than the 65th best quarterback in the league. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to let everyone know that I take that back. He's better than 65th best, but he's somewhere in the mid to low 50s. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, all right. All right. Yeah, I like those plays as well. Let's move it on to the tight ends, which are gross, but we have to talk about them because it's DFS. Tell us who you like this week at tight end. Travis Kelsey sitting up top, 7.8. I'm taking that. Um, I already told you how I felt about that game. If you're going to go cheaper, I will say Kyle Pitts. Uh, You're right. They got to get him going eventually. So I think Kyle Pitts will have a decent game sitting there at 5.8. Dawson Knox is only 5.3. He's good for a touchdown, so I'll take that. And then I have Tyler Higby sitting at 5.7 as well. That's not a bad play. It's tight ends. I hate tight ends. Yeah, I hate tight ends as well. Um, Dawson Knox, I'm not sure if he's going to play. Uh, he has a oh, yeah? he has an ankle, I think, or something. Um, in my DFS lineup, I, I also was able to play – Travis Kelsey. Listen to this. I have Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson, AJ Brown, and Travis Kelsey in the same lineup. Who are your running backs? <laughs> that's where I, that's what I did, my man. <laughs> Travis <laughs> e, it's Travis Etienne and Naheem Mines. I okay then. Now ask me which defense I played. The Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> nope. Let's talk about your diamond in the rough t- uh tight end, and then I'll tell you which defense I played. Noah Font, four point eight. Against Atlanta, um, I, I'm taking the over a lot this week. I think there's going to be a lot of high-scoring games. Um, Atlanta and Seattle is going to be one of them. Noah Font with Geno Smith, that seems like a good little thing that they got going. So I'm going to take that at 4.8. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. I have uh, no dart throw tight end. Uh, I'll throw out uh, Evan Ingram. <laughs> Every week, every week. I'm not sure how much he costs anymore, <laughs> but until uh, he, he led the team in targets last week. I, I love that. All right, let's kick it over to the defenses. I agree. I hate them all. But let's talk about which one you would play this week. I, I do hate them all. Um, I'm going to take Kansas City versus Indianapolis because Indianapolis kind of looks like a wreck right now. So I'm going to take that. Um, I also have Cincinnati versus the Jets. And – that's sitting at 3.6 K and those are really the only two that I actually am considering. Okay. Now this is a week that I really, really, really do not like the defenses. Um, Obviously you could spend up and go with the chiefs playing against the Colts, but what if the Colts have the ball more? Something that they struggled with last week was they go three and out. The Jaguars have a long sustained drive. They didn't have the ball very often. But what if the Chiefs score quickly and the Colts have the ball a whole lot more, okay? The Colts could potentially put up 30 points, lose like 52 to 30, and that scares me. You know what I mean? 4.1 for a defense that could get you zero. That's scary. Let me let me talk to you a little bit about a different strategy. If you're playing in a tournament, you know, one of those big uh, over a thousand people type tournaments, I want to tell you, I, I want to want you to I want you to tell me what you think about this strategy. I went ahead and I took the cheapest defense I possibly could, which is the Arizona Cardinals at 3K. They're playing the Los Angeles Rams. Okay. Now, all I need is Arizona to uh, essentially uh, get me five points. I don't need you to do anything crazy. I just need you to not 
to give up a 40 burger. You know what I mean? So in that DFS lineup I was talking about, that's the defense that I played, the Arizona Cardinals. Now it is also the Rams who have been struggling a little bit offensively, but Arizona turned them over. J.J. Watt is back. Did he wreak a little havoc? He looked pretty good last week, had a couple sacks, maybe a strip sack, uh, uh, forced some turnovers, and maybe Arizona gets me 10 points. Maybe Arizona uh, intercepts a pass for a touchdown, and they get me 16 points. You know what I mean? Uh, I just I went playing the lowest the lowest cost defense this week because I don't like any of them anyway. And so I kind of look at all of them as a dart throw. So not, why not take the cheapest one? If you're going to take a crappy defense, it's this week. Cause even your highest guys, the Baltimore Ravens versus new England, we already talked about I don't the want that. past defense. So, I mean, the second best one, they got Chicago, Chicago's defense. At Houston for 49. I don't like anything up top. So I like that. You're going to take a stab in the dark. Go with the lowest one. Hope for the best. Yeah. What's the worst that can happen? How about another low cost one that has been playing fantastic this year? If, if memory serves me correctly, they are the third ranked defense on ESPN in fantasy football. And that's the Jaguars. They've been turning people over. They've been getting to the quarterback, getting sacks. And they had they they they've been bending a little bit, but not necessarily breaking. I know they gave up a little extra points against Washington in Week One, but there were two of their touchdowns. The Jags' corner was in perfect position and just didn't make a play on the ball. I don't think that's a, a common occurrence, and typically he would knock that ball away. So we're talking about a Jaguars team that is averaging giving up twelve and a half points a game. Going up there against the Chargers, which I already mentioned about Justin Herbert possibly getting knocked out of that game with the rib injury, that is a painful injury. And it could just take one hit for, for something to happen. And then they got – um, God, who's their backup right now? Uh, I didn't even tell you. It's, oh. um, he's been in the league forever. Yeah. Chase Daniel. Thank you. That would bring in Chase Daniel, who's never really seen any prolonged action in the NFL. And I think the Jaguars could turn them over a couple of times this week, and that could be a good play at 32. I I do like the Jaguars this week, especially if Herbert's hurt um, with no Keenan Allen either. I, 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 I like the low defenses this week. I am not paying for a defense this week. I know that. Totally agree with you. Totally Look intriguing. You. All right, so I just I would like to tell you the rest of my DFS lineup since I told you all of these guys already. And obviously, I spent up high at wide receiver and tight end. I also have Jalen Hurts at quarterback. Oh, man. Okay, so Jalen Hurts, Travis Etienne, Naeem Hines, Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson, A.J. Brown, Travis Kelsey, the Arizona Cardinals defense. And in my flex, I played <laughs> Dawson Knox's backup <laughs> Travis Sweeney. Sweeney. Tyler Sweeney. I'm sorry. I didn't even know his first name. Um, oh. Yeah. So if you want to know how I spent up so much at those positions, it's because I played Tyler Sweeney as my flex. I tell you what, if you can get two of those guys to hit for you, your your two low two low teams. Yeah. That, that's that's a pretty good lineup. Travis Etienne gets me that long touchdown, and Naeem Hines gets me like seven receptions. This could be yeah. maybe I could be a millionaire on Monday. We'll talk about it. I, well, as long as you give me some, that's fine. 
<laughs> give you some, and then you give it right back. Okay. Let's move <laughs> on to our Sunday-only competition. Um, so through two weeks, you are 2-0 and oh in this, which is probably what I expected because you are the resident better, so that makes a lot of sense. But anyway, let's kick it off. I'll let you go first this week with your Sunday-only lineup. This is the 49ers against the Denver Broncos. So I am not taking a quarterback for my MVP this week. I am going to take George Kittle sitting at 10K, coming back, looking good. I expect him to get the ball a lot. Then I'm going to take Garoppolo, 15K. Uh, Cortland Sutton is going to be the only offensive Bronco that I'm taking, 12.5K. I don't know if Jerry Judy's playing, and if he's not, that makes Sutton even better. Yeah. I'm going to take the kicker for the Denver Broncos and McManus sitting there at 9,000 because I don't think they're going to score a lot of touchdowns. I think he's going to get his points off kicking. I'm taking the 49ers defense for the reasons I just said. I like that. It's very interesting because when I put in my MVP, I went with – I play fantasy baseball, right? And I – I've noticed a lot of times when a guy hits the injured list and he's out for more than a week, the first game he comes back, he is he explodes. He hits a home run. He has four RBIs, something like that. So I was kind of taking that route when I picked George Kittle to be my MVP. And then when I put it onto the outline, I was like, oh, my God, this guy's got George Kittle as his MVP as well. <laughs> uh, good thing that we picked many different players the rest of the way. I also had Cortland Sutton, so we have that the same. But then I also took Javante Williams, Javante Williams at 13.5. He's catching the ball a lot, and honestly, he's really freaking good. I also played Debo Samuel at 15K because I expect him to get the ball a whole lot. And I finished it off with Juice, the guy whose, whose name I don't know how to pronounce. He plays fullback for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, six, check. 6K. Give me two touchdowns for you, Jack, this yep. week. Just the touchdown will do it. So, I, just, I just have this feeling, man, that he, that, you know, they love him up there. They absolutely love him. He he could be the guy who's the second one getting carries this week. Actually, yeah, that's a possibility. So for 6K, I'm taking the shot. Give me juice. Not bad. All right. Well, uh, we wrapped up another week of DFS. Uh, my kids are very loud tonight. Uh, friends sleeping over, and that's uh, always fun. Uh, I guess that's about it. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. For Destination Football, this was our DFS Week 3 episode. Uh, Rob and the Padre, enjoy your football.